You're listening to an interview I recorded for Behind the Vinyl, a different podcast I co-host from time to time. You can find them on Instagram at Behind the Vinyl Pod and anywhere podcasts are available. And now let's get on with the interview. Southern California surf, punk, and garage rock staple Tijuana Panthers are back on the scene and better than ever with a heavily anticipated brand new album called Halfway to 80. It just came out on June 24th, and today I'm here with Chad and Phil to talk about it. Welcome, guys. Hey, yo, yo. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. So um, first question, part of the press release we received talk about how while many of your musical counterparts have gone through lineup changes or disbanded altogether, you guys are still at it and in many ways just hitting your stride. So would you agree with that idea or is there kind of more to it than that? I think there's more to it than that. I, I think those are little bits of good uh, information that yeah. are consumable, <laughs> but there's always, there's always more to the story. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Wait, it was like, they said we're hitting our stride now yeah. like with the new album. Huh. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, don't think Chad's read the bio. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, I just read it today, so I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Okay, no, yeah, I did. Guys, I read it. I just, yeah, I forgot. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, did you want to expand on it, or is it just like, yeah, there's, there's more, more? I think, I think it's, it's what it is. We're, yeah, yeah. we're in our forties, and uh, we're not, we don't tour that much, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Some people are listening to this record and saying, this is like your best yet. And mm. I, I don't know. I have no clue. I thought like other records were our best records. No, I, yet, I think man. it, I think yeah. this record brings back like the energy that Max Baker had in my mm. opinion. Okay. Maybe that's what they're that. feeling. Cause I yeah. just feel like there's some, I like that. Some of our records got like a little, not that it's bad. It's just like maybe a little more on the dark side a little bit even if people didn't notice i mean okay. even our songs that were like oh that's a dark song people go i love that song it's so fun <laughs> makes me want to go to the beat <laughs> but it's actually like to us it's like oh it's really kind of a dark song but yeah. i i feel like this this album we we bring back some some max baker energy you know like yeah. semi sweet max baker energy but yeah i could see that um it's often said too that sonic evolutions or, or reinventions maybe are almost necessary for artists who have been in the music community for a while to just stay relevant. There are discernible differences between all of your releases. So would you say those differences take work or are they just more representative of your changing styles and methods of creation? I would say it's, uh, so it depends. Some people mm-hmm. listen to the records and they think they all sound the same. And, so, <laughs> so, and that's, and that's, and that's just from, it's usually outsiders that say that. Cause I, I listen to other genres and maybe if I'm not uh, have a keen ear to that specific genre genre, I'll say that. But sure. um, yeah, I, I think we didn't, yeah, we're not reinventing anything. We're not for this most recent release. It's more of a, just kind of go with the flow. Dan was feeling one way about certain songs he was writing. Chad was feeling another way. I was feeling another way. Mm-hmm. And so we all just kind of mashed them together. And uh, that's halfway to 80. Okay. Yeah. And then kind of just one more thing about the band uh, in general. The three of you have shared vocal duties throughout basically your entire time as a band. Um, how do you decide who gets to sing on what song? Is it just like whoever wrote it can kind of decide? Or is it more of a group effort? It's... It's pretty, I guess it was harder in the beginning. Uh-huh. Like we'd come up 
like, oh, here's this riff. And then it was kind of like, oh, who's going to sing on this? Who would sound better? And we would sort of go back and forth. I think now it's just easy. Like Dan kind of writes more independently. He okay. writes a lot, actually, like guitar, bass, even has like drum ideas. He kind of works on his own. And of those songs he's going to sing on, that's just a, a given. So we kind of changed the way we, we don't really do group writing anymore. Mm-hmm. We just do our own thing. I mean, me and Phil collaborate a little bit, you know, and so, yeah, as far as vocals, I feel like it's just, oh, you should sing on that one. It's kind of, we don't have much trouble deciding. That's a, you know, my vocals, I'm kind of more, I don't want to say middle of the road. Phil's got like the, the, uh, sass. Yeah. He's got the sass. He's got the attitude, you know, like my, my vocals, I can't get sassy. I got to stick to my kind of middle of the road thing, you know? Sure. It's good to know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just taking it easy, you know? So that's, it's easy on if a riff calls for one or the other. It's, it's easy to discern, I think. Mm -hmm. In a much earlier interview, you guys just mentioned semi-sweet super briefly. Um, This was, I think around the time of that. So it was a while ago, Uh, but you said that you preferred to play live when you record, even though it didn't happen all the time. Did you go about recording any of this new album in that way? Or have you kind of moved away from that method in recent years? Uh, we moved away from it, not on purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. it just is, is how it is now for our, you know, the way, the way things are now for the band, but me and Chad did, I think every single one of the songs that I wrote or he wrote, we did it live together in the studio. And then Dan came in and did his bass. And then, and then we laid, we actually did Dan songs live too. Hmm. Yeah. Right. And right. And Dan came back in. And uh, did the, I mean Dan came in and did his parts. So me and Chad are still doing it live, and Dan is um, coming in and uh, filling in, like um, just laying down tracks on top of what we what we did live. Okay. So kinda. Yeah, and, and just kind of as I was talking about, you know, you guys have been at this for a while. So did you find the process for this album was any different than it had been before? Like, are you still kind of discovering new things about yourselves in terms of maybe recording or writing? Well, the process was different on this album. Oh yeah, I mean it was already it was already going that way. I think on the last one, like um, the EP. I mean this is a recurring theme. You know, Dan kind of works on his own. That's okay. like he has his own thing, and then me and Phil kind of we both we work on our own as well, and then we also kind of come together. collab together. So like we used to get together in the studio, like you know most bands and. And hey, what do we want to do with this? We didn't do that at all for this album. This is, this was just, um, I had some riffs. Me and Phil kind of like developed those a little together. Dan had his riffs. He developed his songs completely on his own. He brought them to the table Mm -hmm. and we went, okay. And we listened to like demos that he had done. And then we go, all right, well, let's play, you know, whatever. Let's, let's play on it. And then, so yeah, I guess to sum it up, the process was we're more like doing things separately now. Okay. And have you found that that's, I guess, inadvertently changed the way the final product sounds at all? Or do you think it's... Uh, uh, no. Yeah, maybe do not. You think, do you think it does? No, I feel like we were always kind of just doing whatever we felt and not trying to keep a continuity. Okay. Like with... I don't, I don't think we ever really worried about cohesion too mm. much. It just kind of came together yeah. naturally. We didn't, we, oh, this isn't cohesive. We got to throw it out. I mean, we probably yeah. did, but 
there was times we yeah we cut songs a lot of the times on a lot of records but we we pretty much didn't cut anything i don't think on this record we just oh, all wow. of us yeah uh no actually there was uh, some that got cut um but <laughs> but uh yeah, it, I think it's one of those things where we just where we've been playing together for so long. Even if we're not all together live in the studio, we could still Dan could still feel what we're doing. Like he's played with us for so long that if me and Chad lay down something live, Dan's just going to come in and throw his bass on it like real quick right. uh, because he already knows the vibe for each song. And uh, um, even if he doesn't know the song, he he hears us playing and he already gets it because he's been playing. We've been playing together for so long. Mm. Yeah, and speaking of sound, again, just to reference the press material, the sound on this new album is described as uh, a set of post-cramps, post-devo, outsider rock that channels the production, sound, and attitude of SoCal punk legends Black Flag and Circle Jerks. So are there any elements you can point to that really demonstrate the connection? I think that came from because of the song Slacker. Like, I, okay. I think they were referencing that song because sure. there's... Because some of the other singles came out and they had that quote with it. And I was like, this does not match Helping Hand. Like, Helping Hand came out and they yeah. had that. And then and then another single, uh, False Equivalent, came out. And I'm like, this is maybe closer, but it's still not. No, the one song is Slacker that's okay. kind of like South Bay. And, yeah, I, yeah. and, I, and I referenced that in... To um, when I was talking to someone. So they, they wrote that, I think. Uh, okay. They kind of latched onto it. But sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just for that one song. The album's pretty, like Chad said, a pr pretty big mix of yeah. Chad's writing, Daniel's writing, and my writing. Mm -hmm. And speaking of, there is a good bit of stylistic variety on the album but but honestly those those three singles i think is a pretty good reflection of the album as a whole would you i guess agree with that in terms of like the singles or do you think there's any like curveballs in there that people might be pleasantly surprised by on their first listen yeah oh you mean by curveball you mean like oh i wouldn't think they would do something like that is that what you mean yeah well i guess like you know if you just listen to the three singles it's like okay you've got like you know slacker which is more of like you said like kind of like a faster like punk track and then you've got a uh, helping hand which is like a completely different style in a sense and then you know you think okay everything in between i guess the question was really just like is there anything on the album that someone might not expect to be on there judging by their idea of it from just the first singles yeah i don't think so okay. I, yeah i think it's it's hard to answer yeah yeah maybe maybe with some of them because I, I feel like i always get like i always try to my perception of what I think other people think, I feel like is always wrong. Okay. Pretty much. Well, yeah, that's, and that's, so. what, I meant, that's what I meant by uh, some people, like I think Dan said in a, uh, talking to someone that or either he, him or somebody said it was the albums like fragmented, like in the, the three types of writing styles between us three. Okay. But, but then, like I said, if somebody's on the outside, a lot of the times they're like, oh, another T1 Panthers album. It's, yeah, like surf rock. And they just, everything sounds, they like have that blanket sure. that just like they put over it and, and that's it, you know, the umbrella that it's under. Okay, so if I can lend a 
an ear that uh, maybe, you know, just as like, as like a listener who just heard it for the first time like yesterday. Yeah. I would say that I was pleasantly surprised by like the horn elements and take back time. Like that was pretty oh, darn yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, how I wish I could take back time. Those were the best times of our lives, yeah. Things were so much simpler then, so much cooler way back when. And then I was excited about that too, having a sax on there was cool yeah i thought that was really cool and then i think the other one that was just kind of out there but of course you know still works well with the others is april new yorker it has that distinctive drum beat and and kind of like an echoey call and response pattern i really i really like that it was kind of a cool change of pace in the middle of the album there so that was cool um, yeah thanks man yeah of course and i don't know if this makes any sense to you but that call and response like reminded me of jane's addiction a little bit does that sound well, maybe... i could hear that okay yeah the vocal styling for yeah, sure kind of the echoiness to it yeah all right cool yeah the so that pitch too, yeah yeah that was just kind of my first impression of that song at least it's a good song thanks yeah thanks, of course a country in ruins souls cling to their lead and now you among them take a breath in take a breath out So again, speaking of the singles, that first one that you put out was uh, Helping Hand, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. So it also happens to be the the first track on the album. What made you choose that one to start off the album and to be the first one to be released in preparation for it? I didn't even think that, that should have been the first track. I think oh, I just, okay. <laughs> well, I was, I think, yeah, I was pushing for it because it's a positive uh, message, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, not all our, even our, even though our songs are kind of the guitar sounds the way it does. And then people think yeah, like Chad said, they're more upbeat. Some songs don't have the greatest, not the greatest messages, but you know, they're not, it's just not every song can be positive. And I, and I thought like, Oh, it's our first song back having a full length album since Car- carpet denim, because we have three different ideas of what maybe the album structure is. We just gave it to our, our buddy, Johnny bell at jazz cats He's the one that produces the records and he came up with that list. So I didn't, I thought it should be, but he's the one that picked the, um, it was a safe start. It's yeah. Like it's a positive. I think it was a bad day. I just, I just, I don't know. But like, like again, whatever my perception is of, Oh, I think maybe this now I'm at the point where I'm like, Oh, I think that it maybe should be this way. It's probably not the way it should be. (laughs) Probably no one else thinks sees it that way. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've chosen the wrong singles. The label has chosen yeah. the wrong singles. The fans always choose the right singles. Uh-huh. And and we've never been able to figure that out. But what I like is not what the fans like. <laughs> and so what songs I think that are good that we write aren't what usually. Oh, me too. Yeah. Well, so if a song like hits me, I'm like, man, I feel like this is one of the best things I've <laughs> Come out within a while, it's like crickets. Like, no, oh yeah, it's fine. That song's fine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, nobody, nobody cares. But then another song, I'm like, oh, this is whatever. Right. That's the song that people really like. Yeah. Mm. So then, Chad, if you had your way, what do you think should have been the first single for the album? Maybe, maybe I would have like, because I feel like Helping Hands not representative of like the album as a whole okay not that i think it's a not a good song it's, it maybe it um 
I don't know. Like sometimes I think, oh, we should have just put one of the more of the bangers up front, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like a rocking tune up front, you know, like started off like with Slacker mm-hmm. or yeah. or False Equivalent or you know, Cricket Meditation or something, you know, like that's that's just. I feel like I feel like that's what people want, you know, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> that's who fair. And then more on the album, you know, it's called halfway to 80, which I was kind of reading is like a sort of a, a play on getting older. And then the, the cover photo is the three of you next to a DeLorean. There's also songs like Take Back Time and Reflections. And considering the lyrics and content of these songs, the album plays with themes of time quite a bit. Is this um, is there anything that you can point to that initially drew you to this idea for an album? We didn't know. I think Chad just had the idea of a song called halfway to 80 okay and then we're gonna call the record something else but then halfway to 80 wasn't a song and so we used that as the title and then it just fell into place where we got the delorean i watched that documentary on john delorean i Mm. think it was and i and i was like oh man and i wasn't even thinking of the back to the future reference i was just thinking about how, (laughs) how cool how cool he was and how cool the car was and like the, there's a black and white photo of him like sitting kind of on the car and he just looks so sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, every, there's a lot to the DeLorean and like the story that's pretty messed up, but, but it's just uh, such a cool looking car too. But then it has, then there's the back to the future reference on top of that too. Yeah, yeah. It's like a given, but yeah, I just thought it'd be cool to get that. It's kind of like our midlife crisis car, you know? And, uh, yeah. And that kind of felt, and then we just like the guy, our friend, Nick Walker, that shoots crazy photos of, you know, celebrities and it's crazy that he, you know, he, he agrees to shoot photos of us, but (laughs) he had a buddy that like had the car. So we got the car. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it was kind of by accident really that the the whole time tying in the time concept yeah, yeah. with halfway to 80 and yeah, the DeLorean. Not, no. I just, I tend lately, especially tend that tends to be like a theme at the okay. forefront of my mind, like thinking about and reflections, reflecting back. I do a lot of it. You know, I reflect back and probably too much. And, um, it's, so I think the title kind of just came out. It just so, ha- Oh shoot. I guess we did that. It looks like we did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah. put that. Let's just put that we did that on purpose. And it know? always comes together like that. If you try not to think too hard about all that stuff, it does come together. Mm-hmm. And I think people spend a lot of time and money and have think tanks. And I mean, I don't know if big artists have that, but I'm just saying for companies. And and I, I have an art background in going to school. It's just easier to kind of let it flow and and have kind of like have that intuition when something does come along. That it's like, oh yeah, I mean. It's not like that's a groundbreaking title for an album, but yeah. just all these little pieces come together and you just grab them and put them together. Yeah. Um, it's real quick and easy if you really, if you're kind of in tune with, uh, with all of that. It does start to fit together with like seamlessly without even trying to, but if people do. Yeah. I guess they do spend some time trying to figure it out. Luckily, it's not, not the case for us. Okay. Yeah. So, are you happy that it just sort of fell into place that way? And it kind of seems, I mean, the time thing was my impression. I don't know if other people are going to see it that way. Yeah. Well, we have, we have day jobs. So like, I can't sit around thinking about all this stuff (laughs) all the time. So 
you know, maybe if it's summertime, I'm like off and I could, but yeah, I mean, we've just been doing it for a while to where I don't, yeah. And it's, things are better when you don't sit around thinking about, you don't make them so precious. People yeah. I think have a problem with making either songs really precious or, and that was the funny thing, like growing up and going through band, like hanging out with different bands or going on tour with different bands. We'd like joke around and like take somebody's song. That's the headliner. And we would change the words around and we would sing it back to them or something. And they would get so pissed off and, uh, <laughs> And, and but we thought it was hilarious like and we didn't realize that people really do take like i don't know i'm, yeah, I'm sure work. bob dylan the same thing he's just like this is so precious mm-hmm. you know like uh but it really i mean and i love dylan i love i have so much respect for so many different artists but yeah there is a lot of that like precious people hold these things up and they're really not um they're great and it's entertaining and it's um moving a lot of the time but um to like to say that it's sacred, nah, man, I don't think so. I mean, it's different if you're deliberately trying to insult yeah, somebody, not, yeah. which no, I, it probably came off that way sometimes <laughs> when I would do it, but I didn't mean it. I was oh, just having fun, joking yeah. around, but not everybody likes that. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, there's that too. I shouldn't say that they. Yeah. So given like your, you know, pure intentions behind it, if you were, if you were touring with some smaller band and they decided to do that with one of your songs, would you guys be like flattered? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's fun? Well, that's the sense of humor. Like, yeah. Right. And I think that's why we all just have that. And some people are a little bit either straighter or they're, um, they're just more serious about their craft. And mm-hmm. we've, we've seen, I mean, when we played Coachella, we rolled up in the van with our little tiny gear put it on the stage and the the guys were the 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 roadies were just like what they were tripping and laughing at us but they were so stoked that we rolled up like that because they had a little work to do the next band that played after us i forgot who it was they had a semi truck full of gear and it's like you know some bands need that i get it they need that amount of gear but some really don't and so it's just how much we actually take ourselves we take it seriously the craft and everything we do it our job but um i feel like people hold art and music in a place where i don't think it's as sacred as people make it Mm. yeah it sounds like you guys have really found that balance between just not taking yourselves too seriously but at the same time like taking your you know what you create as seriously as you can yeah yeah we do our job we do a good job right chad oh yeah man me especially i do a great job (laughs) Yeah. And like the, the shows are fun too. You know, I can, I can really tell, like, like I said, you know, when I, when I did see Tijuana Panthers, it was, it was kind of a while ago, but it was a, it was a fun atmosphere. You know, everyone seemed to really be enjoying themselves. No one was just like, you know, standing there with their arms crossed, like you see at some shows. Uh, But speaking of playing live though, you guys mentioned you're not playing live super often. When was the last time that happened regularly, I guess? Well, before COVID. Yeah. And then I, and then I had a kid, so I didn't even tour with him for a while. Mm. Yeah, but now he's older, and now Dan has a kid. And, but yeah, we're on the we're on the same tip where we're not really we're we're gonna take shows where we can in in tour when we can or not tour, but like play. If there's a festival somewhere, we'll fly out and play that festival, or you know whatever. We'll pick and choose where we get to go, but there's not gonna be like a, a full yeah, as of right now. Long tour, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just not not in the cards right but our last our last show was um what was that not teragram uh well we did two teragram we did two yeah but that was last that was like that in was december right yeah, oh, yeah yeah two sold out shows at teragram in december that was like our comeback shows from covid yeah <laughs> like, they had two sold out shows there and then recently we did 
two things or just the one Bakersfield? We did like some Bakersfield (laughs) good tacos. That's good tacos. It was cool. It was actually nice. It was really nice. I mean, the crowd is, you know, was there for different type of music, but we were there. They they had us play. (laughs) Yeah. So they had to listen. So, like, Phil mentioning that, like, you know, when you had a kid, you weren't able to really tour with them as often. And then Dan, you know, maybe not having the time to do it as much now. Do you then not play like the songs that whoever's not there, like they would normally sing on? Or do you just fill in? We would fill in like when you saw when you saw us, I wasn't there. Mike was probably playing the drums, right? Yeah. 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 And Dan would just sing on because Dan's pretty dynamic. Like he can kind of do do high low he, he can do the sassy thing he can do the sassy yeah. thing yeah yeah he can imitate me yeah so we, we were able to do that okay cool and if dan's not there and somebody's filling on filling in on bass there there's just so many songs that we don't like even live recently we haven't dan's been playing i think just like two or three songs live recently and um we we've been out of a 20 song set and so mm. it's mainly me and chad heavy and so when dan's not there i can fill in like backups or chad can fill in some of dan's backups and i can fill in some of dan's lead on a certain song like boardwalk or something i won't sing it exactly like dan but it'll i'll get by sure like it's where it'll it'll uh, be convincing yeah that's cool and then at the time of this interview too you guys have your uh, first release show in just a couple of days. So are you guys really excited about that, especially after having not really played live super recently? Yeah, very excited. It's yeah. in Long Beach too. We haven't played Long Beach for yeah, a long time. Yeah. You know, like, like maybe 10, ten years. Alex's wow. Bar or something, or, or I don't know, outside festival. That yeah, that one at the park. Town or you know, that one. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Mm. So yeah, that'll be cool. Awesome town, baby. Yeah, and it's almost sold out, right? So. Yeah, yeah, there's just a few tickets. It's a smaller venue, and it's pretty much sold out. And then we have another show in LA, which is another record release show at a right. similar type of play. It's at Zebulon, so okay. that'll be another fun show. That's cool. And then Dan was mentioning, I think in a previous interview, uh, is where this quote's from. He was saying that your live dynamic has kind of changed a little bit, whereas early on in your musical careers, you played harder for small audiences, but now the fans are in a way kind of putting on a show for you. So how would you guys describe your relationship to your audiences now? I think that's accurate. Okay. Yeah. I've said that I've said the same thing before in other interviews as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just, yeah, we get to sit back and I get to just kind of kick back on the drums and play and watch kids go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They, they fuel, they fuel us for sure. Mm. Cause I mean, I remember when I started playing, I was not excited about going on stage and playing music. Mm. You know, Phil and Dan kind of made me go up there. I didn't want to. I didn't have my nerves. But we uh, slowly, as I saw that we have a fan base and they dig some songs and they wanted, they're really passionate about hearing us play and, and seeing us. And that's kept me going. That got me in the game. Yeah. You know, like um, realizing there's people that are getting something out of us sharing and putting in the work to get on stage and, and do it. So that, that really makes me happy. I like, I love seeing people dance and have fun and, and get into it and sing the lyrics that I'm always amped on that. There's never a show where I'm not excited about that. And um, if we didn't have that, it'd be hard to, I think for me, I mean, I'll speak yeah. for myself. I, yeah. I don't know if I'd 
want to play anymore. Mm. Um, you know, if we didn't have that connection with our our fans, yeah, they they're uh, they're the ones that they're a big part of why we still play. Mm. So then if you don't play live for a while, what do you think is like your motivation to keep going? Just kind of thinking about the people that are going to really enjoy your music when you play live or um, does it need to be more than that? Uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, not all that. Not all the money. Well, some, no, it's, yeah. <laughs> some money. Yeah. No, I mean, we've played for zero dollars forever, forever. And so it's nice to get paid now. Yeah. But it's, it, yeah, we didn't get paid forever. Mm. And it's it's cuz we started off in a time when there was there wasn't festivals, there was there was mate there was Coachella, I guess, but that wasn't really a thing. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't what it is now, I guess. Or it's yeah. I mean it's gone it's beyond now. Oh, but yeah. there's festivals everywhere. FYF wasn't really happening yet. That was still starting out. And then that that, that was just like at random clubs around and then they started doing their whole thing with that in uh that blew up in LA and then yeah, other, but yeah, we, we've just played small clubs and it wasn't a lot of money and it was just for fun. So now sometimes when people are like offering us some money, I'm like, okay, if it's cool, like a cool play, we'll do it. Uh, if it's not, and it's still money. <laughs> if it's that big money, baby, if it's take big it. money. No, uh, no, it, for real though. That's, that's just joking. Uh, I, it is, yeah. Getting out and playing, connecting with people still is, is a, is a good thing. It's just, uh, we have our day jobs and families and significant others. So it's, it gets a little bit more complicated these days. Yeah. Not an easy lifestyle to, to maintain. Right. Yeah. Like be on the road, being constantly. on the road. If, if, yeah. you, if you have a significant other or family and you're one of those people that's on the road constantly, there's, you have a very understanding like person, people you live with, whether they're your kids. I mean, if it's your job, I get it. Right. Okay. But if it's like your passion and you're like, this is, this is just what I want to do. You really shouldn't have a family. <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. It's take. like, it's, it's, I don't know how, or your family can tour with you. I just, there's being away from my wife, and my kid, I can't imagine yeah. for that amount of time. I was away from my wife all the time. I mean, she went once to Europe with us, mm-hmm. but two other times, um, no. So yeah, it's just a long long time without them so yeah it's just things have changed but yeah getting out and playing for people is always the best yeah i imagine it's it's difficult maybe sometimes to find the balance between you know passion and personal life because they're not always the same thing yeah 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 Yeah, everyone's okay but i wanted to ask do you think there will be a tour for this album in any capacity no no I mean, that's definitive. It, unfortunately, it's just, well, it's not unfortunate. It's just, it's just the circumstances. Yeah. Um, I'm really the only one that could feasibly do that. Got it. Um, I can, I could put my work, like my business that I do on, on hold mm-hmm. and go tour for a bit. But like these guys, they got the bait. Well, those, yeah, I could, we, I could do weekends or we could do like four dates here, four sure. dates there. But yeah it's one of those things where I talked to the, we talked to the label about it. We said, we have songs. We don't know what we're doing like with touring or anything right now. And they kind of already knew our situation and just Uh where we were at. And they said, yeah, let's do it. And they, they, I mean, innovative leisure is such a 
great record label and they've always they've always backed us and like whatever we wanted to do and uh it's just been super mellow they've yeah they've helped us a lot and they but yeah we, we told them our situation you know dan just had a kid me and chad could get a bass player and just go and tour the record but we've done that for other records and um I mean, it is fruitful in some ways, but I, I don't see, and I can, and this is just me talking. Mm-hmm. Dan has a different idea. Chad might label might, but I, I haven't, I mean, this is a test kind of, we're going to not do to this and see what happens with this record. And maybe we will, but maybe we will, I don't know. Maybe we will go play shows here and there and stuff will pop up. But right now we're just kind of keeping it open and just uh, releasing the record. No tour set yet. And uh, if something happens, if shows happens, you know, sporadically, like we go fly out to Texas or fly out to New York, or whatever, maybe that's going to be the thing. I don't know. Okay. And it's, it's not a, it's not like a negative thing. Well, at least well, I know, I think I could speak for you on yeah. that. I won't speak for Dan, but being on the road all the time has never been a dream of mine. Mm-hmm. I think that, for me, I we lived the dream with with this band. We did go on the road and worked hard and did the grind. Like, oh, we're a couple months on the road, and we lived that life here and there. But uh, we're kind of just a band that we, we're, we've been able to do cool things, put out put out albums at our leisure, kind of, and um, we're not pressured. It's not like a it's not our job, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah we've been able to make some money from it and have a good time and we don't have to go get on the road. And cause I mean, that's how, if you want to make it in music, you got to hustle unless I, right. unless something happened that I didn't realize you got to be on the road playing shows and all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't yeah. just chill out and, and Oh, Spotify, you know, it, plays it, or something. It's, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And don't get me wrong. It, it, it is fruitful, but, but, um, I'm just what I mean by not as maybe not as fruitful for us or it's not getting us to it. We're not it's not pushing us into some crazy new audience or anything. It's playing, you know, doing the grind, going through and uh, playing, playing the clubs in each town. And, and it's fun, but it's just at the age we're at with our, you know, our situations, you know, at home and everything that we kind of stick close to home. And when we can get out, we get out. Yeah, uh, we like we both like going surfing too. Mm. You can't really surf on tour. <laughs> yeah, not really. Yeah, we did in France, yeah. South France. Oh, that was wow. cool. Yeah, it yeah. happens. So it depends. And if there was like some East Coast dates and there was waves, I'd try to. Our some of our friends have boards out there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, uh, I've got one last question here, and then we'll just kind of close it out. So. As we talked about earlier, there is a good bit of stylistic variety on this album. There are a couple faster party tracks like uh, Slacker, Cricket Meditation, um, and the more mellow songs like Reflections. I, so I think this album represents a, a big part of what people know Tijuana Panthers to be already while still clearly showing an evolution in sound. So what do you guys think is the direction of the band from here? Direction mm. of the band. No clue, man. <laughs> I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier. Things just kind of come together. I mean, I'll, I'll just speak for myself. I mean, we've we've never had a discussion about like a sound direction. Like we need to go this way. Mm-hmm. The only direction stuff we've had is like, yeah. do we want this person to produce it? Like when we got Swift, like yeah. we want to go this direction and have Richard Swift, his take on our, our yeah. music back when we did Wayne's Interest and um poster and poster but as far as like yeah i don't think we've ever really really done that things just 
sometimes I feel like I'm a one trick pony, you know, but I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> but I think by accident, sometimes we veer away and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And, um, I feel like we have, but like you said earlier in the interview, we'll do a song where we're like, yeah, this is a departure from what we've done. And then people are like, Oh, I love that like surfy rock song that you guys, that song. So surfy rock. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's for them. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so I think, yeah, I think there's been some songs in the past where there's a uh, generation singular was kind of yeah. a different song for us. That's on carpet denim and there's other songs on other albums, but yeah, this album I don't, yeah, I, I feel like Chad said that it's it's going back to the roots. And uh, yeah, I, I've said this before. I didn't, I never thought of Tijuana Panthers as being this band that's kind of shape-shifted into mm. different uh, categories or even experimented, you know, like, oh, let's try this with Tijuana Panthers. I mean, that's why I, I have, Dan has a solo project, side project. I have a solo project that I do that's something totally different than Tijuana Panthers. And then Chad has stuff he does with some other buddies as well. And it's, we, Tijuana Panthers is kind of, it's its own thing. We just kind of let it do what it does. Yeah. It, yeah. We don't have like band meetings. About yeah. It. Yeah. I don't think we ever have. Or like thoughts of like what we're going to wear or like, yeah, you know, certain artists, they'll change their look and their whole vibe. And, and it's cool. Bowie is, you know, David Bowie is famous for that. And right. that, you know, he's, he's like looked to, I mean, by all the pop artists now, like what you, sh like, that's what you're supposed to do now to change, you know, to go through these things and change and evolve. And it's become this formula almost. <laughs> it's like, you have to do, you have to evolve, but it's kind of cool that, and the label thinks it's great too, that we're just like, Oh, more Tijuana Panthers music coming our way. Fun, you know, fun surf rock. So yeah. same old crap these guys are doing, but it's cool. No way. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, but they wouldn't, they would definitely not put it out. Of nah, nah, yeah. yeah, no, it's. And so I think that it's kind of just us keeping on, keeping on is a statement that it's just a solid, solid path, whether that's going to be a, a good spot to to be when we get there or we're not so good we're we're cool either way yeah i like that and it's good too to have i would assume those those separate creative outlets so then tijuana panthers can just be its own thing you don't have to worry about it being anything more so i think that's cool yeah listen to tijuana panthers latest release halfway to 80 it's out now and ripe for your enjoyment so stay tuned for everything they have coming next i'm excited to see where it goes guys Thank you again for being here. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Jack.